or uh, all just the individual uh, people that are that are highlighted throughout the chapter. This this chapter is often referred to as the Faith Hall of Fame, and the entire chapter deals with faith. It starts out with a definition of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then it goes on and in the, within the chapter gives examples of faith. What I want to focus on though this morning are some of the final verses, some of the verses toward the end of the chapter. And uh, down in, we're going to begin actually in verse 32. So if you would stand with me if you would please. We'll read verse 32 down through the end of the chapter, this is kind of a concluding paragraph or concluding statement uh, of the entire faith chapter. He says this, God says, what more shall I, uh, and what shall I more say for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. That's not talking about little guys in outer space, okay? That's talking about, about other nations. Uh, is verse 35, women, women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Let's bow our heads and ask God to bless this time together in his word. Lord, it's good to be able to stand up and proclaim the truths of your book. Lord, I'm so thankful I've got a book that I can depend upon, a book that I can trust. I'm thankful, God, that uh, on this pulpit uh, is the very words of God that you'd have for us today in the English language. We can trust it, we can depend upon it. Thank you, Lord for not only giving it by inspiration, but then preserving it throughout the ages so that we can have something to trust and believe in today. Lord, uh, we pray uh, that you would bless this time together as we take a, a look at, at faith. Uh, Father, uh, that's where our Christian life began if we're saved. We got saved by faith. And uh, once we get saved by faith, then you expect us to live by faith every single day. And God, probably the most, really, the most important single aspect of our Christian life is having strong faith in our God. That's what got us saved, and that's what gets us through the Christian life. We pray, Father, that you bless this time together as we take a look at uh, two, two distinct types of faith that you outline in this passage. And we'll be careful to thank you and praise you for what you do in hearts and lives. Lord, uh, I can do nothing, but you can do it all. And so we just trust you to work in hearts. As you speak to hearts, may they respond to you. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, amen, amen and amen. You may be seated. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32 through 40 talks about two kinds of faith. And that's what my, my title of my message is this morning is two kinds of faith. One is an immediate faith and then one is a long-term faith. Uh, the immediate faith is a, is a delivering faith. Look uh, with me if you would. Verses 32 down through the first part of 35 
It says, and what shall I, I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, positive, wrought righteousness, positive, uh, obtained promises, immediate deliverance, uh, stopped the mouths of lions, again, positive, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, again, deliverance, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, they were victorious, women received their dead, raised to life again. And in each of those cases is a positive thing. It's a, what we're looking at here is a delivering faith. Now this, this uh, it results when we trust in God for deliverance, this results in, in, an, in, in, in a divine intervention where God divinely intervenes. We ask him to do something for us and he, and he gets the job done. This is just simply God being strong on our behalf as believers and giving victory and giving deliverance. And it's when I say immediate, it may not be within the, within the few seconds after you pray the prayer, but it, it, it's timely. It's during, during the, the time that you need it the most. That's, that's delivering faith. But then there's a second kind of faith that's spoken of in this passage. And if you look with me in, in uh, verse 35, it says, not accepting, uh, excuse me, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with a sword. And they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented. Sure doesn't sound like deliverance there at all. Uh, verse 38, it says, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. What he's speaking of here is not so much a delivering faith as it is an enduring faith, a strengthening faith. And, and that's there are times when God says no to a particular deliverance, but instead he gives us strength to make it through a bad or a difficult situation, bad on our, from, from our viewpoint. Uh, this, this kind of faith results in God giving them the strength to continue under difficult and really dire, dire circumstances and situations. You look at, the, at this list that's given to us in these verses. Tortured, not accepting deliverance. In other words, it was a refusal to capitulate, a refusal to compromise. Uh, the three Hebrew children... Uh, when, when they were put in the fire. Now, they were delivered, but they refused to bend. They refused to bow, and they said this. They said, we believe our God will take care of us and deliver us, but if he doesn't, in other words, if, 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 if all he does is, is uh, cause us to go into that fire and burn up and, and we die and go be with him, uh, that's fine. We are not bending and we are not bowing. It's a refusal to compromise. Uh, trials of, of cruel mockings and scourgings. Uh, bonds of imprisonment. And of course, the Apostle Paul was an example of that. Uh, he, he, spent, he spent much, much time in prison. Uh, and and uh, there were times when he got released. There were also times that he didn't get released and the end of his life was a beheading. So, so that wasn't deliverance, but that was endurance because God's grace was sufficient for him. Uh, stones sawn asunder, tempted, slain by the sword. Again, all negative things, but God gave them strength and God helped them to be able to endure and stand strong. Wandering, destitute, afflicted, and tormented. Now, now the, you may be asked, 
uh, by God to endure some things. Uh, and and it, it probably won't be being slain by the sword. It probably won't be being tortured. It, it, well, who knows? With the way things are going, it might be imprisonment before it's all over. But uh, uh, the, the truth is it may not be the same as what we just read in this list. However, uh, as Christians, we're, we're expected to trust God not just for immediate deliverance, but for the long haul. Uh, you, you, you may be asked to endure things like sickness or, or um, uh, physical impediments that, that never change in your life. Um, you know, I, there are so many cases that we have in our church of people that have debilitating physical situations that that uh, are probably not going to be taken care of in this life. Now, praise the Lord, when we either get raptured or we die, uh, that's, all, that's all settled, that's all taken care of if you're saved. But until then, how do you get through? Well, you get through with enduring faith. It's not just a, a, a one-time prayer and then God gives you deliverance. We're talking about having to endure and God giving you the strength as you have the faith to believe in him. Family problems can be can be these can fall in this category where you have to endure conflicts and difficulties that you can't control. Um, hurts that are inflicted by others. Uh, you know, situations that again, you know, one of the things that <laughs> one of the things I've learned over the years uh, I can't change anybody. I can't, you know, really, uh, outside, of, outside of by brutal force, uh, you can't really make anybody do anything. And you certainly can't change a heart. But you can have faith in God to get you through those things that are difficult. And that's, that's an enduring faith. Um, you may go through circumstances and situations that are that are totally out of your control and you can't change them. Kind of like COVID-19, you know. Uh, we didn't ask for this. Uh, well, maybe as a nation we did because of our sin, and I understand that. But you say, you know, you you may be you may be sitting there this morning and say, wait a minute, hold it, man, I've tried to live for God. Uh, I've uh, you know I've uh, I, I've uh, uh, had faith in him and trusted him. I trusted Christ as my Savior. I've been living for him as best I can. And uh, uh, not only are we going through this COVID-19 thing, but, and then you could add to that, I lost my job. I've been uh, financially uh, strapped. Uh, there's, there's other things that have come in as a result of this thing. Uh, it's just complication after complication after complication. Uh, I, you know, I've been I've been listening to some reports, and they say that right now we are in we are in a condition in our economy right now that's actually as bad and in some cases worse than what it was when they began to enter into the Great Depression uh, back years ago. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's going to get rough. And does that mean that because I'm a child of God and because I'm saved and because I've trusted Christ as Savior and I'm living for Him, I will not be, I, I will be, I'll go through this whole thing? No, I don't believe that at all. Because again, you've got two groups of people here. You've got groups of people where God gave uh, either immediate or subsequent, anyway, del deliverance, and other folks were, he did not do that, but he gave them the strength and he gave them the grace. And they had the faith to be able to endure and not compromise. And uh, I believe we're, we're entering into that kind of a circumstance and that kind of a situation. Take your Bibles and keep your, keep your finger here because this is our text this morning. But go to Philippians. Go to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. <clears throat> and the truth is, is that uh, there are deliverance situations that you're going to encounter where God's going to instantly take care of, or at least over a, a period of time, take care of the situation. There's going to be other ones where he's not going to give you a solution. 
The solution will be believe in God, have strength in God, have faith in God, uh, uh, get the grace from God. Don't fail of the grace of God that he has for you. In, in Philippians chapter 4 and verses 10 through 13, I believe this is, is some of what Paul was referring to. When, when he was speaking to the Philippians, he was talking about his provisions in the past. He said, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again. So it kind of went in waves, wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Uh, when he was abounding, God was obviously giving deliverance and he was providing for him. When he was abasing, that wasn't the case. And instead, God, God helped him and gave him strength and grace and mercy to be able to endure. But there's an example, even in the life of the Apostle Paul, of delivering faith and then also enduring faith. Both, both situations, whether it's deliverance or endurance, require for us to have faith. Now, what's necessary for, uh, for, for both delivering faith and enduring faith? What, what has to be going on in our lives so that when we need deliverance, we've got the faith for that. When we need endurance, and we just have to go the long haul, we have the faith for that. Let me give you just some practical things that uh, are, are, are necessary. And we're going to go back to the book of Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to look at what the, the, the people had whose, whose instances are given, whose names are mentioned throughout the scriptures, um, what, what, they, what characterized their faith. Uh, Hebrews 11, verses 5 and 6 Verse 5 says, speaking of Enoch, he's the first individual that God uh, makes as an example. He says, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of, him that, of them that diligently seek him. Uh, Enoch was a fellow who, the Bible says he walked with God and he was not for God took him. In other words, he was just bodily taken up. That's a picture of the rapture. That's a picture of an event that's yet to take place in history. And if you and I are alive during that time, that's going to be us. We're going to take off. But what did it say about, about Enoch? Why did he have such strong faith? It's because he had a desire. He had a strong desire, and his desire was to please God. He, he put God's desires above his own. He said, listen, my desires don't matter. My desires don't count. The, the most important desires are the desires that God has for me and for my life. And he just went through his life just consciously on a day-by-day -day basis wanting and desiring to please God. Second one is found down in verse 7. No, another individual by the name of Noah. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an, an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. The, the uh, second thing is necessary is believing God's warnings. When you see something in Scripture, or God providentially brings some advice or, or uh, some warning uh, into your life, uh, we need to heed that warning. Uh, and and that will only happen if a person has the fear of God. Fear of God causes us to obey. Fear of God causes us to heed. Um, you know, we read through Scripture, and, and over in Galatians chapter 6, it says, uh, 
He that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. He that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life ever, everlasting. All right, that, that, that second one is a blessing. That first one is a warning. And it says, if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap to the flesh. When we read that, when we see things in our lives where we're sowing to the flesh, do we, do we believe those warnings and therefore change the way that we live? Uh, faith needs to be linked together, and it was in this particular case, linked together with, with repentance. Uh, remember, Noah never saw rain. There was no rain on the earth at the time. It did never rain. There was a dew that came up. Uh, from the from the, uh, mist that came up from the face of the earth and watered the ground. It didn't come out of clouds in the sky, and uh, he was he was warning others. Now nobody else listened to the warning. It was just he and his family that ended up being saved by the ark. You know, saved in the ark. But uh, but he, he was saved because he feared God and he believed the warnings of God. Another thing that, that uh, gives us delivering faith and enduring faith. Look down at verse eight. It says, by faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance obeyed. And he went out not knowing whither he went. Now this is when God called, had originally called Abraham. He was called him to, to leave his homeland and begin to travel. Uh, and what what it was required of him was obedience to God, though some details were lacking. And we need to we need to be willing and have the faith to believe God and just trust Him, even though we don't have all the answers, even though we don't have all the details. Now, oftentimes we only obey when it makes sense to us, or all of our bases are covered. And again. I have, no, I have no problem, uh, and in fact, I think you need to, as best of your ability, try to cover your bases. You know, you ought to, uh, for instance, there are, there are folks that are going to have a tougher time with this COVID-19 thing. I'm not talking about the disease. I'm talking about the aftermath. Okay, they're going to have a tougher time because they spent everything that came in. They, they, they never saved a dime. If you have no reserves, you're probably going to have some tight situations coming down the pipe. Um, and and uh, uh, you know the the folks that that uh, uh, thought about it and and thought ahead and had reserves and saved, uh, they will probably be better off. But I say probably because you know it doesn't take much to take that reserve and just blow it away. The problem comes when we start, we start trusting in the reserve. In other words, I'm going to cover all my bases and that will take care of me. No, 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 no. Your God will take care of you. And, and with Abraham, he didn't have all the answers. You know, if you went up to Abraham when he left, in fact, before he left home and he packed up his family and started to leave, if someone had stopped him and said, Abraham, where are you going? He said, well, I'm not sure. He says, I know the direction, but I don't know the destination. Oh, okay. Well, Abraham, uh, how long are you going to be gone? I have no idea. Uh, Abraham, uh, how are you going to take care of yourself while you're gone? I, I, I don't know. God's going to take care of me. He didn't have those answers. Uh, yet, when God told him to do something, whether he had the, all the answers and all the details or not, he decided to go ahead and just obey God. An, another another um, uh, person that he, he, he calls out to give us an example of what we need for delivering and sustaining faith. Verse 11 says, Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Uh, what we need to do is we need to judge that God is faithful. In other words, you know, I, was just, I was just reading in the book of Matthew this morning where uh, Jesus uh, in, in the Sermon on the Mount said, you know, if, uh, 
if if your your son asks for you asks of you a a loaf of bread you're going to give him a stone of course not if if he asks a fish are you going to give him a serpent of course not why well because you have a father as a, a father that loves you well he says so much more is your heavenly father and and why well because he's faithful you know we need to be faithful to him because he's faithful to us and he's faithful to his own character um you know and, and what what i find what i find uh, amazing about this passage we're talking sarah sarah initially laughed at god when she found out that god said that she was going to have a child in her old age at 90 years old she was going to have a baby uh she she laughed at that thing she didn't i, I it, that doesn't sound like someone who's judging god as faithful but she finally did okay she finally did trust him i'm, I'm glad I've, i'm glad we serve a god who understands that we are but flesh <laughs> that we are grass i mean honestly um he could have you know when she laughed he could have just said okay then forget it you think this is funny but he didn't because God is faithful and and she counted him faithful you know is God true to his word or not uh can you go to the book and claim a promise and know that it's true uh do you have a God who cares for you uh okay you say well we're gonna go through some tough times here in the next year or so uh probably so probably so uh, I, I get tired of hearing uh, the, the term new normal. I don't like that at all. Because I, I think in a lot of cases it's not even called for today. Uh, at least not yet. But, uh, but you, you hear that kind of thing. Okay, well, what if, this, what, if, what if some of the things coming down the pipe becomes the new normal? Well, your God will still take care of you. Your God will make sure that, that, uh, that you're cared for. And uh, we can go to him and, and we can trust him because we need to judge him faithful. Or we need to see God's promises. And we need to be persuaded of them and, and embrace those promises. Look down at verse 13. Verse 13 says, These all died in faith, not having received the promise, but, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. And that's just what we are. We're, we're just passing through. And so we need to understand that it's our responsibility to judge God faithful. That'll strengthen our delivering faith and our enduring faith. Another thing, look down in verses, uh, look in verses 15 and 16 with me. Verse 15, this is, And truly, if they had been mindful of that country, from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is in heavenly, whereupon, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Um, what they became is they became dissatisfied with this world. Uh, they did not have a temporal mindset they had an eternal mindset in order for us to have our strength faith our faith strengthened we need to to have this an eternal mindset we we need to put greater stock in eternal things than we do in temporal things these folks weren't looking for a kingdom down here they were looking for a kingdom up there they weren't looking for their bank accounts down here to overflow they were looking for their bank their bank accounts up in heaven to overflow look down in verse 19 it says accounting that god was able to raise him up this is speaking of of raising up uh isaac when abraham went and, and was willing to sacrifice him because god told him to accounting that god was able to raise him up even from the dead for once also he received him in a figure. This is, this is just uh, simply accounting that God is able, believing, uh, valuing the strength of God and understanding that, that God is able. He's got the strength. He's got the power. 
He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He's got the mercy. He's got the grace. And uh, he, can, he can get us through a situation. And it's not just believing that he can. It's believing that he will. And it, he'll, either, he'll either he'll do one or two things in every situation. He'll either make a way for you to escape that situation, or he'll give you the grace and the mercy and the strength to be able to bear that situation. He'll either, he, he either uh, give, you, give you strength to escape, or he'll give you strength to bear it. And then the, the last thing is necessary uh, to build our faith. Look down at verse 27. It says, by faith, and this is speaking of, of uh, Moses, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Um, Moses, even at times when God did not visibly show himself to him, even at times when he did not speak face to face with him, Moses, all the way through that whole situation of being delivered from Egypt and then wandering in the wilderness, he saw God. He saw God's hand, he saw God's power, he saw God's provision, and he saw it over and over and over again. Um, have you seen God manifest himself since we started this whole COVID-19 thing? Now, let me tell you, he has manifested himself. My question is, have you seen it? You see, one of the, one of the ways you can tell whether or not you've got faith and whether or not your, your faith is, is strengthened, whether it be delivering faith or whether it be enduring faith, is do you, are you able to see God on a daily basis in your life? He's there. You've got to be able to recognize him. You know, we, we've, we've seen them, some things happen even around here. We haven't been able to have church. I hate I hate the fact that we've not been here. I can't wait till we can reopen and the folks start trickling back in. I'm serious about that. Uh, however, however, in the whole process, we've been, we've been able to get the gospel out in some ways that we were not able to do before. You know, um, yesterday, 200 meals went out and attached those 200 meals or 200 gospel tracks. You know what, I'll, I'll, bet, I'll bet there's some folks that read that gospel track that if three months prior you had seen that person in public and went and, 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 and extended a track to them, they might have taken it, but they might have also taken it and just thrown it in the trash. But yesterday, I'm convinced, I'm sure, that a whole bunch of folks picked up those tracks and read them. Uh, First of all, the Bible says that man's gift maketh room for him. He had some, they had some, uh, some good pulled pork to chew on while they were reading the track. You know, so, that, so that was a blessing. But, uh, but we had the opportunity to get the, the gospel out. Um, we have, uh, be, again, the first of the year, we didn't have live streaming. Now we got live streaming, uh, obviously by necessity. But we've got, we've got live streaming. Well, you know what? There's a, there's a bunch of folks that have been watching our broadcast. Uh, some watch it while we're actually live broadcasting, others come on later. And I, and I know that that's the case because I watch the numbers on YouTube and I see those things, those things change. Uh, we, we put advertisements on, uh, on Facebook. We put at, we've been putting weekly advertisements in, in the Citizen and uh, uh, you know, this is something we we didn't we didn't do that before, but we're doing it now. Well, what, what what is that? That's God working through the negative circumstances, and 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 getting His word out regardless. Man, I love that. I absolutely love that. And I've I've watched Him provide. We we have we have not skipped a beat so far. Uh, you know, at least in, in that, uh, up till today, haven't skipped a beat on the offerings, according to Mr. Corey. Uh, the offerings have been coming, uh, coming through very, very well. Uh, in fact, in some cases, they've actually, in some weeks, they've been up rather than down. What is that? Well, that's not us. 
And then you say, well, that's online giving. That's not online giving. That's just a, that's just a tool. That's God. And he's showing himself strong on our behalf. You know what that is? That's encouragement. Because I know that the people I'm speaking to right now, not just those, the handful is here, but the ones that are beyond and, and uh, on the other side of the camera, uh, I, I know, I know some folks in our own church are really going through some tough times right now. And it's difficult. It's, it, they're struggling with some stuff. But God is able, God is strong, and if they'll look, they'll see God. And when, listen, I don't care what you're going through. When you see God, it encourages you to keep going, and it strengthens your faith. Um, years ago, we were pastoring over on the west, western part of the, of, of the state of New York, and uh, we went through a time period from, I believe it was from January to August, uh, well, to the end of July. January to the end of July, we did not get a salary. And we saw God provide over and over and over again. I remember one day I was sitting in the house, and all of a sudden I heard something out in the driveway. We got up, and we went out, out onto the, the porch in the back, and went around the corner, and there was a guy, it was another pastor, and... Uh, he, he had a car uh, parked in, in, in the driveway. He had the, he had the trunk open. He says, brother, he says, we got some groceries for you. Can we bring them in? I says, no, absolutely not. We don't want to have any groceries today. No, <laughs> we didn't say that. We said, sure, come on. And he brought bag. Do you remember that? Bag after bag. It was Barney Lee. Uh, he was pastor of a church up in the Buffalo area. Bag after bag. And I hardly knew Barney Lee. I mean, really. I, I, I didn't know him. I, I know I didn't know his people. But you know what? God knew. God knew what we needed. And uh, uh, were we going through some difficult times? Yeah, and they weren't necessarily because of, of lack of groceries. It was because of other things that were going on. But that, that, those groceries were, uh, were an encouragement. Now, why were they encouragement? Not because people... Uh, uh, not because pastor and people in a church delivered them to us. It's because God touched their hearts and they did that thing. And that was God. I mean, we just, we saw God. And you know, you don't have to have, you don't have to have big things like that happen in your life. Just look for the little ways that God throughout the day Will, will give you things to be in, in, in encouragement. You need to see him who is invisible. We need to desire to please God. We need to believe God's warnings. We need to uh, be obedient to God, even though there are some details that are lacking. We need to, to judge God faithful because he is. We need to be dissatisfied with this world and have, have uh, eternal values, not worldly values. And we need to realize that God is able, and we need to see him who is invisible. Now, all of these people that are, that are mentioned, uh, there's people mentioned in chapter 11 and verse 32 of the book of Hebrews. Look, look at these folks. It says, and what, what, and what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel and the prophets. You know, uh, all those people that are noted, they're noted there because it's, they had strong faith. But if you know anything about these people that are mentioned from the Old Testament, there are folks that were not without struggles. They were not without problems. They were certainly not without sin, for instance. Uh, they had some. They had some glaring weaknesses, and and what is exciting about this whole thing is that God uses people that have faults and problems. Honestly, if I was putting a list together, I wouldn't. I wouldn't list some of the people that are in here, and I, I'll, I'll I'll tell you some of the ones I probably wouldn't list. The first one was Gideon. I'd, I'd probably list Gideon. But, you know, Gideon had some problems. He started out as a coward. He was in a wine press. And, and he, was, he was hiding. He was hiding from the enemy. Uh, when, when given a command, 
by God to destroy idols. And they had, it had to do with his father's idols. He didn't do it during the day. He did it in, under, under cloak of night. Why? Because he was a coward. He was chicken. And yet God strengthened him. And his faith strengthened in his God. And he was used of God to, to bring a, a mighty victory for Israel. Next guy is, is Barak. Again, Barak is not a guy that I would use as an example of faith. He was, he was afraid to obey God without Deborah. And he grabbed onto Deborah's skirts, so to speak, and said, listen, uh, I, I, you know, I'm not going to go into battle unless, unless I have her by my side. My goodness, man. Uh, that's not somebody that I would necessarily um, bring out as an example of faith. And yet God does. Uh, he, you know, Barak's faith along the way got strengthened. Here's another one. Third one is Samson. Oh, my word. Now, you know, you, you go to the book of Judges, and Samson is strong. Samson is used of God for, uh, to, to fight against the enemy. But let me tell you some things about Samson. He dishonored his parents. He was very disrespectful to them. He was immoral, and he was proud. And uh, uh, all of those things, and I'm not, I'm not excusing any of those sins. But in spite of all that, God says, but he at least believed me. He believed me. You know what that tells me? That tells me there's some hope for you and me. <laughs> there's some hope for you and me. Uh, if, if God can single out somebody like Samson, who was, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Samson was an absolute total mess. You don't find anywhere in Scripture. Even, even when he pulls everything down the, with the pillars that he is, is attached to in his death, and he killed more in his death than he, uh, he had more victories in his death than he had in his life, uh, <clears throat> you, you can't find him repentant. You can't find him saying, forgive me of my sin. My sin is wretched and vile. You just, you don't find that. And yet, God says that Samson had faith. Jephthah, he's another one. Uh, he, was, he, was, he was very foolish when he made a vow. He said, I'll tell you what, uh, I so badly want to have this victory uh, after my brothers have, have made me captain and want me to lead them into battle. I so badly want the victory that God, if, if you'll give us the victory, the very first thing that comes out of my house, what a dumb thing to say. Well, you got cows and chickens and, and uh, uh, horses in your house. The first thing that comes out of my house, I will, when I come back from battle, I will sacrifice that thing. Stupid thing to say. And you know what came out was his daughter. And there's all kinds of debate. Well, did she really, did she really uh, get sacrificed or didn't? Yeah, she did. That's what it says. If you go read the account, you'll find out. That, that he, he sacrificed his daughter. That was a foolish vow. It was a dumb vow. And yet, God singles him out and says, listen, this guy had faith. David. Now, David's one that I would, that I would choose. Uh, David's one that, that showed faith throughout his life. But he was not without problems. And he was not without sin. He was not without faults. He committed adultery. Uh, he was responsible for Uriah's death. He numbered Israel when he wasn't supposed to. And in those particular cases, quite frankly, his faith slipped. But there are enough other cases where he just really trusted God. You, you go through the book of Psalms. And much of the book of Psalms are prayers of David. And it just it, it highlights the fact that he loved the Lord, that he believed God, and then he trusted him. And the, the last one is Samuel. And, uh, if it, and we're not going to go there right now, but 1 Samuel chapter 8, and verse 1 through 5, talks about the fact that, that, that uh, he, he took his wicked sons and he made them judges over Israel. And he caused Israel to desire a king. One of the reasons why they desired a king was because he made immoral uh, sons to reign over Israel. And uh, you know, was that a good thing? No, it was a terrible thing. But overall, Samuel did trust God, and he had faith in God. Uh, these, these folks all had faith in spite of their deficiencies, in spite of their bad judgment, and in spite of their, their sinful choices. 
Now, here's the question. Do you have faith that God will deliver you? Whatever you might be facing right now, I don't know what it is. You know, we, we uh, brought up as a prayer request to pray for Brother Sam Gipp because he has a tumor. Uh, the doctor says he's never seen anything like it. You know what? I believe God can take care of that tumor. Honestly, and I've seen it happen where folks have asked God to remove tumors and God's removed them. Now, I've also seen situations where God's, uh, where people have asked God to remove tumors and he hasn't. Well, if he removes it, obviously, uh, you had faith and he delivered. If he doesn't, then you still need to have faith and he'll cause you to be able to endure and be a good testimony during that time. But do you have faith that God will deliver? Do you have faith that God will, will give you what is necessary to endure? You know, uh, the day that I trusted Jesus Christ as Savior, and I went to, to God and I asked him to forgive me of all my sins and to give me eternal life, and I told him that I was a sinner, and I told him what I deserved. I said, Lord, I, I deserve to die and go to hell for all eternity. And that caused me, knowing that I was a sinner and knowing that I was heading for hell, it caused me to have a repentant heart about my sin. And I turned and trusted Jesus Christ and him alone as my savior. And, and I, I turned my back on all the teaching, really, that I'd gotten for my whole life about, about uh, you know, if you're a good person, you'll make it, and if you're not a good person, you won't. That's not Bible. That isn't what the Bible says. The Bible says it's not of works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy that he saved us. And uh, uh, so I, I, I just simply trusted Christ as Savior. You know what the Lord Jesus Christ did for me that day? It was February 20th, 1969, 1 o'clock in the morning. Never forget it. You know what he did for me? He delivered me. He delivered me. He delivered me from my sin. He delivered me from hell. He delivered me from, from sin's penalty. He delivered me from the wrath of God. All those things I got delivered from when I trusted Christ as Savior. Now he's delivered me from other things since then. Given me strength for things to endure since then. But I'll tell you what, nothing is greater than what he did for me on that day that he saved my soul. That was, that was the greatest. But that's where it starts. Maybe you're here this morning and you're watching this broadcast. And you don't know for sure if you died, you'd go to heaven. You're not absolutely positive that your sins are forgiven. What you need is enough faith to believe that God can, and if you ask him, he will deliver you. I'll never forget, the night, the night I got saved, the preacher had shown me a whole bunch of verses, many of them in the book of Romans, <clears throat> and uh, he ended up with Romans chapter 10 and verse 13. In fact, when he gave me a track with a, with a date of my spiritual birth on it and the time, he put, put at the top of the track Romans 10, 13. Romans 10, 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What do you need in order to call upon the name of the Lord to ask you to save you and believe that he's forgiven all of your sins and given you eternal life, take you to heaven when you die? You know what you need? You need delivering faith. And, and I, I had that faith and because I called out in faith and asked him to save me, God gave me eternal life right there on the spot. Boom. It was there. Now, since then... He's delivered me from other things, but he's also given me things that I've, uh, you know, faith to endure. And, uh, and he's, he's given me strength, and he's given me mercy, and he's given me grace, and he's given me people that along the, along the road that, that encourage and, and help. Uh, but those, those two types of faith are so essential. Obviously, delivering faith is essential in order for you to trust Christ. And if you've not done that yet, let me encourage you. As soon as this broadcast is over, get down on your knees right where you're at and just say, God, I know I'm a sinner. 
And if I got what I deserved, I'd die and go straight to hell. That's where I'm going right now if you don't save me. I believe Jesus died for my sins. I believe that he was buried and rose again the third day. I'm, I'm repenting of my sin and trusting Jesus Christ and him alone as my Savior. God, please, I beg you, give me mercy and give me eternal life. Now you don't have to say those exact words. But in a nutshell, you just cry out to God and ask him to save you. In a nutshell, it's whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. By the way, his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. You call upon him and he will save your soul. You are saved. How's your, how's your delivering faith? You know, it, one of the things I find myself guilty of a lot is saying, oh, I believe God can, and then you fill in the blank. Well, the truth of the matter is, I believe God can do anything. But here's the question. Do you believe when you ask him that God will? Now, again, I understand that there are times when God won't. But you ask him to do it, and if he says no, then, then he'll give you the strength to endure if you believe on him. You know, Paul asked for God to remove the thorn in the flesh. I, I, I don't believe he asked that haphazardly. I believe he really expected God to remove it. Why? Because he not only thought he could, he thought he would. But God said, no, i got a different plan for you. So I'm going to keep it there, but I'm going to give you the strength. I'm going to give you the grace to be able to get through it. Two kinds of faith. We've got to have faith, believing that God can deliver us and will deliver us. We also need to have enduring faith. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, I thank you for the scriptural example in, in Hebrews 11 of all of those folks who had strong faith and the things that they did that caused their faith to be strong and to be strengthened. Uh, Lord, uh, thank you for examples where folks got the victory. Thank you for examples where folks just had to endure really hard, tough circumstances. In either case, it takes faith. And really, when we think about it, that's really not a tough thing. Because God, you've proved yourself in our lives over and over and over again. I look back over these last years and, and just uh, am absolutely amazed at your strength, at your power, at, at the way that you've, you've taken care of me time and time and time again. Lord, help us this morning. If there's anything in our lives that prevents us having that delivering faith, that it prevents us from having that, that uh, enduring faith, May we take care of it this morning. Where we've, where we've doubted you, help us, God, to repent of those doubts and just realize that we have a God whom we can trust. Bless this invitation. I pray, Lord, uh, that you would work in hearts. And as you do, we'll be careful to thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's remain with our heads bowed and our eyes closed.